killed somebody. Would you guys help me, like, cover it up? Uh, <laughs> I'm asking if this is hypothetical. Depends on who it is. Like, if I, it's Hitler, I, no, yes. I definitely don't need an answer right now. <laughs> Time sensitive. <laughs> Alright, that was Don Henley with The Boys of Summer. Summer is a good time for the boys to go outside and play some sports. Oh, Today we're going to be talking. <laughs> Today... Today we're going to be talking about some weird sports. Maybe some sports you haven't heard of. Maybe some sports you don't know much about. We're not going to be talking about football or cricket or soccer. We're going to be talking about the weird shit. Yeah, so, none of those pleb sports. My name is Morgan and I'm joined as always by Lachlan. Hello. And Bradley. Hello. How are we today, sports fans? Yeah, oh, not bad. Feeling good. I am uh, yeah. pantsless. <laughs> it's freezing. Why are you pantsless? Uh, it's a long story. It's a it's a balmy like got, fourteen degrees. It we is alright. So <laughs> I dug a trench today, and my the I pants I was hole. wearing got very dirty, mm. uh, and so you know I had to put them in the wash. My only other clean pair of pants at the moment is my jeans. And obviously, I don't want to be sitting here for like an hour and a half in jeans if I don't have to, because, you know, it's not- uh, Comfort. Not a, yeah, it's it's the comfort factor, basically. Yeah. Yep. So no, no I, I get it. I get it. I, I didn't think you guys would mind if I uh, got a bit casual. I am going to ask you to prove it, though. Ah. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> he is indeed pantsless. Thank you for confirming to it the audience. It wouldn't have heard to keep your underwear on there, Lachlan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that long story was indeed long, and it uh, wasn't as interesting as I hoped, so you can feel free to cut that out. Um, today- what, what kind of story about not wearing pants in your own home is going to be interesting? <laughs> oh, I've got plenty. Um, do we, <laughs> okay. we want to start this off by cracking open a cold one with the boys? It's time to crack open a cold one with the boys. This week, I have got a Colonial Brewing Company draft Kolsch Ale, uh, which is something I've never had before. It's in a can. Uh, it is 4.8% alcohol, which makes this 1.4 standard drinks. A little bit higher than usual. Ooh, uh, spicy. As from Margaret River in Western Australia, which... Is generally known as a wine region. Not a lot of beers from that area. Um, Interestingly, I thought, this can has one of those old-fashioned ring pulls. Uh, Not like your normal one. So, I don't know what kind of noise we're going to get out of this bad boy, but uh, let's give it a go, eh? Oh, I like that. Nice. Sounds like a large mouth when you crack it open. Oh, yeah. The mouth is the whole fucking... Top of the can. I- oh, oh holy shit. That is gaping. I am uh, pretty excited about this. Mm, here we go. Oh, it's no good. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I actually don't know what a Kolsch is. I'd be interested to try it. But you said it's no good, so probably won't try it. Um, yep. Good decision. Oh, that's, mm. that's mm. terrible. Um, all right, so like I said, we're going to be talking about some weird sports today. So we've each gone off and found a weird sport that has interest us, 
interested in us, and uh, we're going to talk about it today. So, Lachlan has decided that he needs to go first for reasons which will <laughs> become obvious. They're going to become clear to you guys very shortly. I so, think I've picked it. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Sherlock Holmes over here. So, I'm going <laughs> to speak to you guys about competitive eating. And competitive eating is exactly what it sounds like. Eating as a sport, either in terms of how fast you can eat or how much you can eat. Now, the three of us are big boys, and I think you would agree you. that I could out-eat both of you without <laughs> breaking a sweat, both in speed and volume. <laughs> but professional competitive eaters are on a whole other level, and I'm going to prove it to you. Joey Chestnut. The 12-time hot dog eating champion of the world holds the world record at 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes. That's nearly seven and a half hot dogs per minute. Now, I know for some people, numbers being thrown around doesn't allow them to truly appreciate how impressive something is. So, I'm going to demonstrate. Oh, no. I have a hot dog here, and we're going to see how fast I can eat it. What did you say? 74 in 10 minutes. 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Oh, God. Did you do the maths on that? That's like a hot dog every nine seconds, yeah? Uh, I Well, I mean, nearly seven and a half hot dogs per minute, but yes, that, I guess that also works. <laughs> oh, I eight can and a half seconds. So you'll have eight to, seconds. You'll have to excuse me. It's, uh, it's not pre-assembled. I wrapped the actual sausage up in foil so it wouldn't get too cold while I was waiting. Oh, it's a hot dog. It is a hot dog, people. I can't confirm this. So, if one of you lads would uh, kindly time me while I do this. (laughs) I can do that. Okay, good. Yeah, okay. I am going to move the microphone. Have you got... So, Lachlan, I'm sure you know a lot of um, competitive eaters, like, dunk their food in water. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. So, they can, like, slide it down their gullet. You're not going to do that? I'm not going to do that. No. So, so, this, so, it, so Chestnut is... can do it in like eight seconds per dog. You're yeah. not going to use water, so you probably do like what, 11, 12 seconds? Yeah, maybe, maybe 12, 13. Um, I'm going to go in dry. I am going to yeah. move the microphone away so just, from me a little I... bit because you guys probably don't want to hear me. Fucking no, I, I want to hear you. I think I move hear. it closer. You want to hear? You it? can cut it out in yeah. post if it's disgusting, right. which I'm sure it will All be. Right. So, as you can see, and this is really good uh, radio, but as you can see, I have the hot dog ready. <laughs> yes, he does. Morgan. If you want to give, give me, me a, give me a three, two, one, go. All right, all right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Eat that dog. <laughs> oh, he's oh, he's into it. Oh, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> oh, he's like oh, a shark. shark. He's hit the wall already. Yeah. Look at him. Look he's, at him. Oh, he's drinking. <laughs> his eyes rolled back into his head when he was doing that. It's honestly, he's like a shark. He's drinking out of his um, <laughs> Brad is a bad person bottle. Yeah. Oh, oh, chomping away. Oh, he's an animal. He's, he's what's an the time at so far? Oh, yeah, it was a reveal. Uh, we'll do a reveal. Oh, that's oh God, this is hard. Less <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking, more eating. Uh, oh. so he's, his problem is that he's chewing. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be like a pelican or something. Just throw his head back. <laughs> Let it slide down his gullet. It's more like a duck. <laughs> you remember that on The Simpsons? 
<laughs> eats like a pig. No, nah, he eats more like a duck. Is that, <laughs> is that, is that the last bite there? Yeah. That is the last bite. All right. He's going to show clear us his, the mouth now. He's going to show us his tongue once he's finished it. Oh. One down, 73 to go. <laughs> ah. Time. There go. Ah. Oh, God, that one, sucked. One minute, 21 seconds. Jesus oh. Christ. Okay, so, Bulls, <laughs> I made some input from you. If you could do some uh, quick maths to figure out yeah. how much faster I would need to be to uh, hit that world record time. You did it in, what, 82 seconds, and you got to do it in nine seconds. You gotta get nine times faster. Yeah, so I need to be like, oh god, that sucked, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> you sound winded from eating. <laughs> How's your chest? Uh, uh, clogged. Um. Uh. <laughs> oh man, I think dunking in the water really would help. Actually, the the hardest part was like the dry bread. Yeah, the chewing. Yeah. Uh... Usually, they. I, I'm pretty sure they take the the hot dog out, right? Dunk the bread. Slam the hot dog yes. down. Yes, you are, you are correct. You are correct. Yeah. Oh, let me just compose myself. Sorry, boy. <laughs> no worries. So Lachlan's, Lachlan's talking about this guy called Joey Chestnut, who's basically wins this hot dog eating competition every year, which is held on the 4th of July, I think, in America, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Competition. And all these animals just stand up in front of a giant crowd and they just stuff hot dogs in their face. They're like take the dog and eat it, and then they dip the bun in water and stuff. I, I haven't researched this, but I just know it from a little bit of stuff, so I'll get Lachlan to confirm just, this once You just know composed. it because you love uh, the competitive <laughs> eating scene so much. I think, I honestly think, had I dunked that bun in water, I could have done that in half the time. Oh. We'll, uh, we'll <laughs> try training. that This is called if, training. If the, uh, if the listeners will it, I'll, uh, I'll record <laughs> myself on video doing it one day. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was painful enough. Uh, uh, the things I do for this podcast. <laughs> when I think about competitive eating, I think of the uh, like the three classic things. You got hot dogs, hamburgers, and pies. So, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, Joey Chestnut holds the world record for hot dogs at seventy-four in ten minutes. The record for most hamburgers in eight minutes is a hundred and three, also <laughs> held by Joey Chestnut. And the record for pies is actually hard to nail down because it's broken up into different categories of pie like you got blueberry uh, pie apple pie meat pie etc but the biggest by volume i could find is 20 pounds 13 ounces which is <laughs> just under nine and a half kilos of pie, pie three in, babies in eight minutes held by matt stoney eight minutes yeah <laughs> that's fucked there is, of course, a countless number of different foods that are eaten as part of competitions. It would take forever to go through all the records, so I just want to focus on a few of the big players. Now, most of you will have heard the name Kobayashi. Like Kobayashi! <laughs> <laughs> Takeru Tsunami Kobayashi is the man who turned eating into a sport. Well, obviously, eating competitions have been around forever. Kobayashi was the first to make it a profession and is widely regarded as the godfather of competitive eating. You okay, Brad? Tsunami's not his middle name. It's a moniker, right? It's a nickname, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Every um, <laughs> it's incredibly insensitive. Every competitive <laughs> eater has a nickname. They all, like it's every so, single. Oh, man, it's still pretty insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, Kobayashi was the first to make it a profession, and is widely regarded as the godfather of competitive eating. Making Ugh. his rookie appearance in 2001 at the 4th of July Nathan's Coney Island Hot Dog Eating Contest, where he ate 50 hot dogs in 12 minutes and won Ooh. five consecutive times after that. He went on to become one of the greatest eaters of all time. Since then, he has won competitions all over the world, and while he hasn't been active for the last five or so years due to bullshit over-regulation by Major League Eating, he still holds... <laughs> 15 world records to this day. For those of you more comfortable talking in terms of traditional sports, you could compare Kobayashi to Gordie Howe of the NHL, a dominating force for his his time, completely outplaying all his competitors. If Kobayashi is the Gordie Howe of eating, Joey (laughs) Jaws Chestnut is Wayne Gretzky. This dude is the greatest of all time, and his records will probably never be beaten. As mm. I just proved, his hot dog record can't even... Yeah, no one can get You're close to that. You're not beating that. That's right. In 2007, Chestnut beat Kobayashi at the Nathan's Coney Island Hot Dog Eating Contest and proved completely unstoppable afterwards. He's won the mustard belt 12 times, which is what you get for <laughs> winning the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Uh, and holds 49 world records. I could list his achievements all day, and it still wouldn't describe how overwhelmingly good Joey Chestnut is at eating, so I'm going to let the announcer at this year's Nathan's contest do it for me. He is the silent warrior who stands where land meets horizon, steadfast (laughs) and unshakable. A city on a hill, lit for all to see. A poem written using every word of every language of every country in the world. He is a bead of light floating in the dark oil of night. For he is the very vessel of our freedom, the champion of the 4th of July. And he will fight until he is the last man standing on the dirt-covered surface of the earth. For his cause is the cause of victory. His cause is the cause of one nation under God, indivisible. The number one ranked eater in the world. 74 hot dogs and buns. The Nathan's famous hot dog eating champion of the world. Joey Chestnut! You think it's over, but it's not. Oh, no. Actually, more. It's coming. He will bend time itself until history unfolds to his purpose. He has God's username and password, and he does with it what he chooses. The rock on which he stands is not a rock. It is the United States of America. Uh, yeah, he's he's pretty good. <laughs> He's got an excellent hype, man. I'll yeah, I know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, if he's paying that guy, it's not enough. I actually watched that video, and he like when Joey Chestnut walked on the stage, he took his hat off and held it to his chest, and oh, he like, got down on his knees, and he was like screaming into the microphone. Oh. <laughs> that dude is serious about hot dog eating. 
<laughs> Could you imagine if you got that like two minute hype up and then you lost? <laughs> he did actually. He won. Uh, he only got seventy one, so he didn't beat his record. Oh, he was oh, upset gosh. that he didn't beat his own record, but he, yeah, he he still did Rookie win. Effort. Um, Jeez, seventy one. Well, next closest was fifty seven. So yeah, why bother oh, if you're God. not even going to fucking beat your record? That's what I said. <laughs> All right, so if Joey Chestnut is the Wayne Gretzky of eating, <laughs> oh no, Matt Megatoad Stony is the Sidney Crosby. The next generation and soon-to-be face of competitive eating. Sony made his Major League Eating debut in 2011 at the Stockton Deep Fried Asparagus Championship. And funnily enough, that's also where where Joey Chestnut first uh, burst onto the scene at the Stockton Deep Fried Asparagus Championship. Okay. And in 2015, he managed to take the mustard belt from Joey Chestnut at the Nathan's Coney Island hot dog eating contest, eating 62 hot dogs to Chestnut's 60. Ooh. He's currently ranked third in the world and holds 13 world records. And he has a YouTube channel where he uploads videos of himself doing various eating challenges. Um, I'm subscribed to him. I have been for some time. find it very interesting. <laughs> Spe- <laughs> speaking of YouTube, uh, I also want to briefly mention the LA Beast, Kevin Strauss. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, he has a fairly popular YouTube channel where he uploads eating challenges, though they're more in the vein of intentionally ab- abusing his body than actually oh, yeah. competitive eating. Uh, well, he is a member of Major League Eating, and he does hold ten world records. He's better known for his videos of himself doing stupid shit like eating two cacti uh, <laughs> or oh, drinking a gallon of honey while covered in bees. <laughs> 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 oh god, that guy's a maniac! Yeah, he's he, crazy. He absolutely mental. I saw him. He did one where he ate like crayons. Yeah, and then he ended up in hospital. And his roommate <laughs> at the time was it like an EMT, and he was like, "You've got to go to hospital." <laughs> and he eventually shit out this colourful rainbow. <laughs> yeah, I love which the was LA his beast. intention the whole time was to shit out like a colourful. His shit. videos are great. Mm. Um, so as we as we mentioned earlier, technique some techniques is uh, obviously to dunk stuff in food um, as you're eating. Also, uh, sorry, yeah, dunk dunk the food in water or some Ooh. form of liquid. Um, also, jumping up and down while you're eating can help as well. It sort of like helps shake the food down in your stomach. <laughs> um, to prepare competitive eaters, uh, they like to drink a lot of water to expand the stomach, so they just drink. Yeah. More and more and more and more water just stretch their stomach out. Um, the average stomach can hold about a litre. A competitive eater's stomach can hold about four litres when they're in uh, when they're in fighting form. Well, that's oh, fucked wow. up. Um, Joey Chestnut specifically likes to fast for two days before competition, um, which I would have thought would hurt his yeah, appetite more than anything. Um, and also... They train their throats and suppress their gag <laughs> reflexes by Much swallowing like the common porn star. <laughs> by swallowing large amounts at once. So uh, you know they'll they'll take a big mouthful of water and swallow the whole thing at at, at once instead of letting it pour down their throat. Um, they also actually train the strength of their jaws. They'll like get a shitload of gum and they'll chew it to make their jaws stronger. Also like the common porn star. 
unlike the common porn star, uh, Joey Chestnut has more bite force than a German shepherd. <laughs> Holy oh, wow. fuck. Yeah, that's why his nickname is Jaws, because that dude is a fucking jacked in the jaw area. Oh, my God. Um, speaking Did they of actually jacked, measure that? Did they get him to bite one of those, like... Force meters or German he, shepherds. He and a German shepherd just bit each other. And, yeah, a German shepherd. <laughs> Whoever let go first. That's yeah. right. Uh, speaking of uh, being jacked, these guys are actually surprisingly very fit. Like they're not fat mm. dudes because being fat is actually bad for competitive eating. Um, if you have a lot of fat around your stomach, it actually stops your stomach from expanding rapidly. Um, oh, obviously, go. it could stretch over time. No worries, anyone's can, but. They call it the fat band around your gut. Um, it'll, yeah, stop your stomach from blowing up like they need it to. Um, like, Joey Chestnut is 6'1", 104 kilos. Um, That's it. Kobe and Matt Stoney are both 5'8", and, like, 58 and 59 kilos. Yeah. Um, I remember Kobe so- he's just a tiny Asian dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're small just- dudes. They're not... We like, just come in and blow people away. Yeah, you look at them, you wouldn't think yeah. they could eat, like, a whole fucking sandwich, let alone <laughs> fucking 60 hot dogs. <laughs> um, there's also, you can also have competitions, like, for spicy foods rather than speed or volume. Oh, no. Um, so I mean, I, I- yeah, I, I haven't looked too much into that because it's hard to quantify, like, I know they have, Scoville the, scale. Yeah, they have the Scoville scale, but... Like, a lot of people claim, oh, this is the hottest thing ever, when it's not actually. Um, yeah. So, it's hard to get an actual handle on who has eaten the hottest thing. Um, prize money. So, the winner of the Nathan's contest specifically gets 10 grand. Uh, so, that's like, that's the big one. The Nathan's hot dog contest is like, that's like the Olympics of competitive eating. So, so there's Super a lot of money in this. Yeah. Well, no. there is. Um, <laughs> Not really. <laughs> ten grand for five minutes work. That's pretty fucking good, Brad. Could be ten minutes. Oh, sorry, ten, ten minutes. minutes work. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> grand um, minute, I don't know. Just halved. Just halved your salary. Um, but in yeah, twenty, but the amount of food these guys eat in preparation in twenty ten grand's gonna last for like two weeks. Listen to this, Bradley. In twenty ten, yeah. Joey Chestnut made two hundred and eighteen thousand dollars. Oh, okay, I take it back. And his only job is eating. Like all he does is go to these competitions. So where is well, he? Clearly has a full time job shitting as well. <laughs> Oh, must I must be clogged up like nobody's business. They must have like four <laughs> toilets and just yeah. rotate between them. Um, and of course, just just a, just a quick mention to uh, Adam Richmond's Man vs. Food. He would uh, yep. go around to restaurants and do these eating challenges. Either you have to eat a lot or eat something in a certain time or eat really spicy stuff. It was um, a great idea. Yeah, it was a good show. I enjoyed watching mm. it. Uh, Adam, I love it. Adam Richmond nearly died because of it. Uh, <laughs> He's in much better health since he stopped. But uh, yes, yeah. Yeah. you can see you can see as the show goes on, he just gets fatter and fatter. And fatter. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he's like so dis- he's so disgusting when he's eating the food. Like anytime he eats something, he goes, "Oh, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh!" Yeah. oh. It sounds like he's having sex or something. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's not good. He's an animal. But <laughs> the food the food was delicious, and the man versus food challenge at the end was always very exciting. Yeah. But. Yeah. I never liked the spicy challenges though because you couldn't really empathize because like I'm not oh, there's no way I'd put that wing in my mouth and then you just see him like 
with snot coming out of his face. He was always really was bad at gross. the spicy challenges as well. He was not. He was not a uh, a spice boy. I can empathise with that. <laughs> if I, I go to Nando's, just... it's lemon and herb, baby. Yeah, Brad has like too much mayonnaise on his sandwich, and he's just sweating. <laughs> and Man, I get a serious dose of pepper, pepper on this. Regret life. <laughs> For those not in the know, Brad is a tiny little bitch when it comes to anything remotely spicy. I'm not. I'm man enough to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go trying to prove people wrong. Like it's one one area of my life that I have just never been able to. Yeah, like you, to make any kind get, of headway. Lucky, did you get any um, info on the aftermath of these competitions? What their body goes nah, through when they're I, coming I down. Didn't, I didn't think to look into that. I know they do work out a lot to work off the calories because, um, you know. Do they puke it up or is that against the rules? Uh, I don't know. I can't believe that didn't come up, actually. I imagine there would be some sort of time limit where you're not allowed to vomit afterwards. They'd have to yeah. be. Yeah. But yeah, like, I just, I, I've eaten a lot of food before and you just sit there and you're like, oh, I feel gross. But if you ate as much as you possibly could, like to a ridiculous extent, yeah. I just assume you'd be like, oh God, just get this fucking shit out of me. And you wouldn't wait the three hours it takes to shit out. You'd just be like, to digest it, yeah, it up now. just throw it up. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I don't <laughs> Joey know. Chestnut. Joey, Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut makes himself throw up and he's just like, for like two minutes straight. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, just the whole hot dogs coming back <laughs> yeah. in. Like you could- I mean, like hey, a pulp of, mu- of bread and then put them just- on a, Put them on a plate and you can serve them to someone. They wouldn't know oh. the difference. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> two birds with one stone. Competitive eating competition straight after. Competitive puking competition. <laughs> <laughs> Double the okay, he, uh, I don't know. He says he says he does it just because he loves eating. That's why he's a competitive eater. So I don't know. I don't think he'd be well, throwing it. How up. much does he love eating if he doesn't eat for two days before a competition? I don't think Joey Chestnut is bulimic. Yeah, okay. I don't think so either. I don't, doesn't that, that that messes with the stomach too much? And given how important the stomach is in the whole, that's thing, right. That's their instrument. Yeah. Fucks your throat up as well. Mm, yeah, uh, but yeah, that's competitive eating. I I actually. I've always thought of it as kind of a joke, but after looking into it more, I actually have, like, these guys are fucking putting their bodies on the line for this shit. Mm. It's, no, it's serious training and serious work. Like, good for them. It, yeah, good for them. It's, it is impressive. Like, when you even just visualize 74 hot dogs and think how that could fit in the human form. That's the thing. Like, I don't, and you go, I don't think oh. I could eat 74 hot dogs in a day, let alone yeah. in 10 minutes. How do they, yeah, how do they actually fit in there physically? Yeah. Well, in such I actually, a short uh, we'll put a link in the blog. I found a good video about that, about the uh, uh, stomach nice. expansion that happens. Mm. That's crazy. All right. Well, I might go next with uh, my one, Brad, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. All right, well, Botaoshi is a Japanese game where one, te- one team tries to keep a pole upright while the other team tries to knock it down. <laughs> is that what it's called? I love this yeah. shit. <laughs> the pole is about 12 feet tall, which is about three and a half meters, and I couldn't get the dimensions of its thickness, but it looks to be about 20 centimeters Girth. in diameter. <laughs> I guess this because there is also a rod sticking out of the top of the pole about 40 centimetres high, which one player will hold onto with his hands while crouching with his feet on the top of the pole. So, the pole is just wide enough for him to place his feet comfortably on each side of the rod. Think of it like the Empire State Building. The building stops, but then you got the lightning rod, which is great for King Kong to hold on to. <laughs> 
Anyway, once the pole is pushed over to the point where it is 30 degrees from the ground, the game is over. Each key, each team consists of a whopping 150 people, Jesus. and there are two rounds played simultaneously. 75 players from one team defend the pole. They gather around the base of the pole, and some stand on their teammates' shoulders. The guy who perches himself atop the pole is called the ninja. When the whistle blows, <laughs> the 75 attackers, the 75 attackers storm the pole. Hurling themselves at the defenders, trying to knock them out of position. The main strategy for the attacking team is to have some players bend over, like they are bowing before a karate duel, and have their teammates run full speed from behind and use the bowing players back as a springboard to launch themselves at the pole, trying to grab the pole and pull it down. The ninja at the top of the pole has the most important defensive job. If the pole starts coming down one way, he needs to lean away to counterbalance the pull. He also has the distinguished task of kicking people in the fucking head. (laughs) Seriously, you watch these Botashi videos and you just keep an eye on the ninja. He's dishing out concussions left and right. (laughs) The The teams wear different colors. If a red team plays a blue team, then the red team attackers wear red shirts and white pants, attacking the blue team defenders who wear white shirts and blue pants. They also wear those boxing helmets, the ones that just have a bit of padding around the temples. But unlike our sophisticated Western sports, there are no markings to tell individual players apart. The players on each team all look exactly the same, and not just because they are Japanese. They also also look exactly the same because they do not wear numbers or letters. The ninja doesn't wear a different coloured shirt like the goalie does in soccer. They all just wear their uniform. In this sense, they work together as a unit, a collective game with a collective victory or collective loss. There is no room for individual glory. (laughs) There is an annual Botashi tournament played by the Japanese Defence Forces, and videos of these tournaments have been uploaded to YouTube. When you watch a game of Botashi, and I'll link a couple in the description, you'll see why the Japanese have a reputation as the most ruthless as the most ruthless warriors in the world. <laughs> the first few into the fold are like the kamikaze pilots. They see it not just as a duty, but as an honor to absolutely wreck themselves for the team's goals. <laughs> The ninja at the top is like the infamous soldiers at Nanking. Absolutely no regard for the humanity of the enemy. They take sick, demented pleasure in abusing these people. Lastly, the losing team are like the soldiers who refuse to be taken as POWs and committed (laughs) ritual seppuku on the battlefield. The losers of Patashi don't just lose the game, they also lose face. They are so dejected and embarrassed. Botashi is their analogue to war. It's fucking brutal. This means they will either go home and do something equally as dangerous as Botashi, that is, attempt suicide, or they will use their shame as motivation to annihilate the competition next year. Remember, these are the people who had an atomic bomb dropped on them and still refuse to surrender. They do not like to lose. (laughs) Worthy adversary. That sounds fucking mental. I've never never seen that before, but it sounds awesome. I'll say that. It's fucking hectic. I'll send it to you straight after. Uh, Terrifyingly, this game is played at many Japanese middle schools. (laughs) (laughs) A professor of sport at a a Tokyo university asked his students about it, and one third had played the sport at school. Most of it was in junior high, some in high school, and some even in elementary school or primary (laughs) school. 
In the West, we said kin- in the West we send kids home for chewing their pop tarts into the shape of a gun, for wearing an American flag T-shirt, and we ask them to click instead of clapping. All the while, Japan, who hate to lose, remember, are in their schools learning all about the glorious history of Japan, learning about how they almost conquered the world, learning about how soft the West has become, and then they go outside and practice war games, throwing themselves at enemies and stomping on each other's heads. It's not a matter of if, but when. We need to get tough. That's right. I'm talking Manhattan Project 2.0. Oh. <laughs> oh shit! Fucking hell! Yeah. Well, it so sounds you, like a great game. <laughs> you've you've seen the videos of this, Brad? Haven't you? Yeah, yeah I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. it's it mental. Is, it it is sounds hectic. crazy. Like, there's just huge swarms of people at the base of each post, and they're just going nuts. It must like be fucking scary being the person on top. The uh, the ninja. No, it's prestigious. <laughs> yeah. Also. It's scary, ninjas going up against the ninja. ninjas, so. <laughs> it's scary going up against the ninja because you're like climbing on top yeah. and then there's just somebody who's like a meter above you who's just like jumping down and just stomping on your head <laughs> yeah. and then jumping back up. It's fucking brutal. Oh, so they're allowed yeah. to get they're allowed to get down off the pole. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay, sorry. They, I thought they had to stay at the top. No the-, no, the attacking team usually will try to get the ninja off the top as quick as possible because yeah. he can, you know, just stomp on people. Yeah. Yeah. So, they try to, like, tackle him and get him off. But until until they get him off, while people are just climbing over the other team, yeah. he just has free reign to just kick people <laughs> off oh and God. just, like, just wreck them. It's just horrible. <laughs> Horribly hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it, yeah, it is because you, you've got the base, like, there's, like, a huge fight going on at the base of the pole as well. Because if they can get enough people out of the way, they can just tip it from the base. So you've got yeah. people launching themselves over the top, trying to, like, grab onto the middle of the pole and climb up and stuff. And then you've got other people. That, it's just crazy. It's fucking Yeah, it sounds it. fucking sick. Yeah. I, the, I recommend the attackers, watching it. The attackers start, like, 50 metres away from the pole, and they just sprint in. Yeah. And the, the guys around the base, a few of them come out, and they just, like, you're not allowed to punch each other, but you're allowed to tackle each other and bump each other. So they just, like, just smash into each other, like, full speed. And then all the guys who are coming from behind, they just see people who have fallen over, and they're like, all right, springboard, and just jump on them. Yeah, it's they just- run up people. And then all these guys from the attacking team will just stand, like, a couple of metres away from the... Um, like the big scrum in the middle, and they just bend over so someone can run up behind them and jump on <laughs> jump their back, yeah. and then like launch themselves at the pole. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so the 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 two rounds are going on simultaneously on the same field. Yeah, and it's the first team to pull down the other team's um pole. That's great. It sounds like something out of an anime, <laughs> which I guess is like most of Japan. I'm pretty that sure Japan, it's been yeah. in an anime before. It probably has. That's, it would have to be. It's just, probably every, an anime everything based they on do it. is excessive and over the top, and I fucking love it. Yeah. Could you imagine trying to play that sport in a Australian high school or something? Oh, yeah, oh, there would be lawsuits. Oh, mate, we we were. I think we were the last generation that was allowed to play contact sports in PE. Yeah. I don't think now you can, but you know, like we used to play. A little bit of contact stuff in PE. Yeah. But well, like now. At lunchtime there, we'd play like full contact, like football. Yeah. And, and whatnot. Can't do it anymore. Yeah. There's a, there's a kid in our year level, um, Christian. I won't say his last name. Ronaldo. Christian. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we Morgan playing... remembers Christian intimately. 
<laughs> sexually. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Oh, I forgot about that. Anyway, um, we were playing rugby, and you know, I was going to. I was, we were in the sort of scrum thing, and he jumped over the top of it and kicked me in the face. <laughs> I was just like, ninjaed you. Yeah, I'm like, what are we playing, Bertashi? What the fuck? But yeah, no, he just like kicked me in the face, and I was just like, what the fuck? That's not even in a rugby. Like, I get we're playing a context for you can't just kick people in the fucking face. So oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot to say in Botashi they Botashi. they aren't allowed to wear shoes, so they're all in their bare feet. I don't that's know if that's probably, better or worse. That's probably better. Mm. Yeah. Well, if you're getting kicked in the head, I think a barefoot's bad, but it's not as bad as a fucking oh, yeah. big shoe. Shoe but to the face. Bony heels there, I mean. Oh yeah. True. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's probably just as bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um this you just couldn't play this in an Australian no, school. No, you couldn't. Absolutely not. No. And in Japan, they're probably just like, you know. Probably force them to play it. <laughs> you probably go home and got like a broken arm and your parents are like, oh, you've brought shame upon your family. <laughs> yeah. But if you went home with a broken arm in Australia, it'd be like, oh, great. We're going to send the Department of Education and get millions of dollars. <laughs> no wonder the suicide rate so high in Japan. Oh, I don't God. think there's, I don't think they're as litigious as us. And it's probably because they're, like, yeah. embarrassed about Deeply ashamed of it. Definitely. They do Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's like if you slipped over in a store and there was, like, a wet floor sign, you'd be like, ah, that's my mistake. I feel kind of embarrassed. <laughs> Whereas in, in the West, people would be like, yes, payday. <laughs> that's the, that sign was facing away from me. Oh, now I'm going to get some serious fuck you money. <laughs> mm. uh. Yeah, uh, but as I said, I'll put some uh, I'll put some links in the description for the videos of Botashi, so you can all enjoy it in oh, all of its I'm looking, glory. I'm looking forward to that. All right, do you want to tell us all about yours, Brad? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, so I I was looking into a few different things, and a few things that didn't make the cut were, uh, well, actually, there's one specifically which was uh, pumpkin canoeing uh, in America. Which <laughs> what? I want to I want to come back to it at a later date, but it was. Yeah. That looked very interesting. You is, that what it was is that what it sounds like? Yeah, you grow your own pumpkin. You've got to turn it into a canoe and then race every 12 months. So it looks amazing. But anyway, the one there I was, did... There was a few sports that I also saw and I was like, oh, I want to talk about <laughs> yeah. that. But Botashi was the one that uh, oh, Botashi, won. So yeah, yeah, maybe we could do a second part to this episode another time. Well, the, the, the one that I... Not needing any more hot dogs. <laughs> no, yeah, next time we can get you to do a spicy one. We'll get you to eat a Reaper, oh, yeah. like Carolina Reaper. Oh, challenge. good one. <laughs> yeah, that's happening. All right. Uh, <laughs> so I picked Kabaddi. I don't know if either of you guys have heard of this. No, Karate. Um, Kabaddi. Karate. Can you kabaddi. use it in a sentence? <laughs> um, I picked Kabaddi, guys. <laughs> Is it Japanese as well? No, it's uh, ah. Asian, predominantly India. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it is played throughout Asia as well. So, I, I know technically India is in Asia. So Can you uh, get to the sport, please? <laughs> he Tell just, us all he asked me a fucking question. Right? Ignore him. That. Ignore him. All right. It was a yes-no question. Not what a if I told you that there was a sport that blended the elements of tag, dodgeball, and wrestling? Too good to be true, I bet you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the intense sport of Kabaddi. Kabaddi is an Asian sport wherein hulking men use a combination of sheer muscle and lightning-like agility to play the most intensive, intense game of tag you've ever seen. Teams are comprised of seven, and the game is played on a 10 by 13 meter court. The premise is simple. One team sends in a raider to the other team's half, who attempts to tag an opponent, then get back to his half without being tackled and stopped. 
Um, you can tag with any part of the body, and if you're tackled but escape, those count as tags. All right. A point is scored for every player a raider touches after he successfully returns to his half of the sing- his half, or a single point if the raid is stopped. Here's where things get spicy, though. <laughs> Similarly to dodgeball, any player touched by a successful raider will be out for the next defense. This can go on until there are no defenders left. This is called an all out, and the raiding team is an aw- is awarded extra points. All right, but okay. Also similar to dodgeball, any player who stops a raid, uh, and no, successfully um, gets back, can also bring back players of their team. Mm. Yep. Okay. So you can see how the mm-hmm. numbers go up and down. All right. There are also what's called super raids and super tackles. All right. A super what the raid. What's a super tackle? Yeah. So super raid results in three points, and it is awarded when a raider is tackled by three or more players and manages to escape back to his half. All right. So at at most there can be seven defenders. So if he gets that, like gang tackled by like five of them, slips free, gets out, that's a super raid. He gets three points. All right? Nice. Okay. Super tackles <clears throat> um, are worth three points and are awarded when three or less defenders manage to stop a raider. So if you've been three reduced- or fewer. Three or fewer, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. Keep, Fura. Keep going. Three or fewer. <laughs> anyway. Pile. So imagine your team has been depleted by four members. You're down to three. You've got to stop the raider. You manage to do that. It's a super tackle. And they go nuts about it. It's crazy. Are you sure this game's not Japanese? Nope. Super tackle sounds like something in Japanese. Oh, uh, it does, doesn't it? Super um, tackle. Straightforward enough so far, isn't it? Well. Now it's time to up the spiciness again. A court okay. contains a bonus zone in both cool. teams' halves. If a raider enters this zone, he will be awarded a point regardless of whether he touches a defender or not. Ooh. So long as he makes it back to his half. That is the, the key, make it uh-huh. back to your half. Um, well, if you don't think this is spicy enough, <laughs> all defenders must, be, must start in a linked position. So they've got to be holding hands, locked arms, touching in some way or form. So they've got to maintain <laughs> the chain. It's part of the rules. It's crazy. All right. Um, and finally, and most spicy, all raids must be completed in a single breath. What? To prove this, <laughs> once a tag is initiated, the raider must yell Kabadi until he's back in his half. What? Yep. It's it's an actual rule. I didn't, I was like, what? Wait, they have to say Kabate. Kabadi, like, yeah. But they have to They have say to yell it. it. So to prove that they're not taking any breaths. Ah, oh, so it's a continuous word. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. So it's like, like Kabadi! Yeah. While they're running. Well, it's yeah. not a good word to shout out. There's three syllables oh, in it. Racist? Much? Anyway. Uh. <laughs> you need a word like goal, so you can just go goal. You don't want Kabadi. I'm assuming that they, they don't have to finish the word for it to count. They've just got to be yelling. Okay. Okay. Uh, semantics, but has well, to be they done just in one they want then. Uh, anyway, when so I read on, about this, is that, book, sorry, is that when they enter the zone they got to start yelling? No, if you listened, it says once the tag is initiated. <laughs> you obviously weren't. This is extremely complicated. I sport, was, right? like, but you said once the tag. I don't know whether that means once they've actually touched the person or once they've entered the zone. So it's once okay, they've touched well, the person. Yes, that's the okay. Tag, yes. So they can. So I'm just thinking stealth reasons here. You know. No, 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 that's fine. Once you, when, okay, so once you enter your half, right? Yeah. There's this weird back and forth. You know, Khan and Spock, or oh, no, no, Spock and um, 
I forget these names. No. From Star Trek. They do that. You know that? Where they're sort of going back and forth. That's what the players are doing with like all seven defenders. Because the defenders can choose to initiate contact straight away if they want to. But if they do that, the person's just going to run backwards. And if anyone touches them, it's a point. Right. Without stopping them. Because it's only, they've only got to get like a hair over the line. They don't have to get their whole body just a hand over. And these guys are all like six foot. And just by falling over, they're basically at the line. So it's it's pretty crazy. Um, but anyway, when I when I read about the sport, I thought it was fucking ludicrous. But after watching more it. of it, then I'm proud to admit this past week. I've got to say, it's entertaining <laughs> as fuck. Like, each raid is tense as fuck. Like, you're just like, like I said, the like they're circling each other. It's crazy. Um, and, and the strategy is really, is much more nuanced than you'd expect. Like, the, the stuff that they do because they're trying not to let them get to the bonus zone because if they just flick a toe in there and then run back, they still get a point. Um, it's really quite crazy. Um, Sounds like it would be a very hard game to umpire. No, like, I mean, there's, no, a lot I, of, there's a lot of small things, like if you just get your hand over or you know, the defenders have to be touching each other. It would be hard to watch all of that at once, I think. Yeah, I, I guess so, but I mean that leads Just my two cents. All the stuff that I've been watching is actually from the pro league that they've got, which is it's a pro league. For this yeah, it's sport. it's the Vivo MLK. Pro Kabaddi League, <laughs> okay. and its viewership is surging. I'm not even shitting you. It's only second in watched sports in India to the IPL. Jesus Anyone who's not Christ. familiar, Indians fucking love cricket, oh, yeah. and this is the second second biggest sport behind that. So it's a uh, well, wow, it's going it's it's to take over as number one once all our listeners hear about it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we got a lot of Bangladeshis listening. Ah, uh, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, it's actually the national sport of Bangladesh. I forgot to mention that. It is oh, not. Really? Yeah. Fuck off. It is. It is. No is the national sport oh, of Bangladesh. Brad, you're playing to our audience here. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. I am. I am. And Okay, so anyway, the, the Pro Kabaddi League is currently comprised of 12 teams, uh, wherein each team plays a double round robin, so they play each other twice, before the top team, top six teams advance to the playoffs. So, pretty good setup. Um, and look, if I'm being 100% honest, I went in here wanting to shit on this obscure sport. like, But I honestly think that it could become a mainstream sport in the West. I'm not even lying. Like, You're a convert. Got, yeah, I am, I am. It's It's got agility, power, and strategy. And they're basically the key components that make fun sports great to watch, mm-hmm. uh, like ice hockey, AFL, NFL, basketball, yeah, whatever. Gotta be fast. Yeah, exactly. And most importantly, it's super fucking fun to watch. Like I was getting into it. I was like, oh my god, fucking nail that prick! Like it was so good. Um, let's, uh, all I, let's all let's I can say about it, it is what? let's pioneer this in uh, oh. in Australia. We'll sponsor a team. The uh, <laughs> the Brad is you know, a bad probably- person. Bruises. Given, given you know, the large contingent of, um, you know, students in, like, Melbourne and stuff like that, there's probably a Kabaddi league somewhere. I imagine, like, there's, like, like a small-time sort of ah, thing. To any of our listeners, is if you know of a Kabaddi team, we want to sponsor them. Yeah, okay, cool. Anyway, all I can say about Kabaddi is go to Lugu Titans. <laughs> <laughs> They're my team. They're my boys. All right. Look is at that this dude. I don't know how to say his name, but he's fucking awesome. <laughs> that sounds absurd. I'm going to need to watch that. I'm having a hard time visualizing it. Yeah, yeah, no. It, it, it's hard to visualize, I guess, which is probably not the best choice. I probably should go with the pumpkins. But uh, basically, yeah, there's just like seven guys on one side of a court. The court's um, probably not quite the size of a basketball court, but pretty comparable in size. Yeah, well, like didn't, didn't you say the, the court was 10 by 13? Or yeah, is that 10 the by zone? 13. Yeah, no, that's 10 the, meters by 13 meters. Yeah. That's tiny, bro. 
Well, it, it looks okay. Maybe I would say the patterning on it kind of looks like a basketball court. Then it's not quite as big as a basketball. It's pretty big. I don't know if ten by thirteen is right. That's just what they say a standard size is on. Um, on that's regulation. But, yeah, a basketball court would be like sixty meters long. How long is a basketball court? It's going to be like sixty meters. Okay, so I guess, or well, maybe forty. But okay, well, maybe I'm over. Estimating the size of it, but it, it, that's what that's what stuck out to me. When you, no, over that's it. what stuck out to me when you said it. It's tiny. It's probably twice the size of your room. Is a court, Brad? Mm, that's. It seems like it's bigger than that on the pro, um, pro Kabaddi league. Anyway, maybe that's just a standard size that people use it. Maybe know, these Indians are just really small. So in no, nah, they're they're big. Dude. <laughs> really big. Um. So it could be bigger for the pro Kabaddi league that I was watching. Uh, is what I'm saying. But it's a pretty. Okay, man, it's probably not basketball court size. <laughs> Does, doesn't matter. <laughs> Maybe half a basketball court. I don't know. Anyway, um, but you've got seven guys, and they're in a like a, this sort of tight formation, and they've got a they sort of start to circle him as he moves forward, but they don't want to make the first move because he can just run back straight away and fall back into the into the zone. But there's also extra rules like. Um, if they're slow getting back into the zone, someone can pursue them and slap them, even though they've crossed the line. Um, and they get they they lose. It's sort of weird. I don't understand all the rules myself because get slapped. I just yeah, looked they, it like, up, and it is it is ten by thirteen meters. That's correct. Mm. But if you look at it, it doesn't it doesn't look tiny tiny. I think it? what's confusing you, Brad, if you're looking at the photo I'm looking at, is there is a big area around the court that looks like mm. it's part of the court, but I don't think it actually is. No, no, no. They've, What's the size of the, the basketball X- court? Look that up. Right. Anyway, they, they've got that orange section. Did you say the they slapped someone? Right? Are you allowed to slap people? Yeah, tag him, whatever. Fuck. Bitch slap. No, but like, can you give him a good slap? Oh, yeah. No, tagging any part of the body is legal. Mm-hmm. So you can kick people if you want to. It's fine. It's brutal. Like, in the when NBA, they do the tackles. Sorry, in the NBA, 28.7 by 15.2 meters. Okay. So it's not that much. So it's a third, maybe a third, almost a third size. So yeah, a little bit. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> just fucking throwing me off so hard with your stupid fucking questions. Uh, Quick math. But they, Quick maths, Brett. Well, no, it's 13 long, so what, would that be 39? Yeah, no, Which but would, it's, the basketball court's 15 wide. Yeah, and, and 28 points up. Yeah, and this is 10 by 13. Yeah. 13 long. So the 13 isn't as wide as the basketball court is wide, and it, the 10 no, is it's, a it's longer. This court's longer than it is wider. It's 10 wide. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Flip it sideways then. It, it, the 13 length doesn't go as wide as a basketball court goes wide, and the 10 goes about a third of the way of a basketball court. So it's less than a third of a basketball court. Uh, right. I was thinking Link Lachlan's, not, Lachlan's not just like total ready to blow his brains out. Why are we talking about the dimensions of this court? This whole conversation is going to be Yeah, yeah because you were too autistic like, to fucking no, just let it like, go, weren't This you? sounds like a really small court. This sounds really tiny. 10 by 13. That was like five minutes ago, and now we're just having this ridiculous... Um, yeah, anyway, small court. No, no. Doesn't I'm going to have small. to find some Sorted. fucking segue to cut out. Before this bullshit and now after this bullshit. It's because I made a throwaway comment saying, you know, it looks, it's comparable with size to a basketball court and then you just couldn't fucking let it go. <laughs> it's not even close to a basketball court. No, lengthwise, because it's like 13, okay, yeah, it's like half a basketball court. It's Fuck. a third. We just, we just decided. No, not in total volume. I'm talking about length. 
<laughs> There's no volume. There's no volume involved. Whatever. I don't care. Fuck it. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> what are we talking about? It's less than Look, a third of the area. Why don't I agree with something you say? I don't get fucking autistic on it and just focus on it and throw me the fuck off. If I say something factually incorrect, I would like you to tell me I'm wrong, bro. Right. You fucking idiot. Whatever. All right, all right. So, Brad, you said you have to tag people. Is there any, like, do you have to, like, tap them or can you slap them around? No, there's there's absolutely no restriction on the way that you tag people. So, you can so kick you them in the could, face if you, you could uppercut them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like they do like a they, they do like these flying roundhouse kick things to try and catch people oh, off guard. Jesus. And then they hustle back to the other side of the court. It's fucking it's insane. And when they tackle people, like one guy will grab by the ankles, so this poor cunt just falls flat on his face and then like six <laughs> guys just jump on him. Because oh, like, oh, once they tackle them, that's not the end of it. Like, if they can drag themselves to the line and just chuck their hand over, like, your fingertips over it, that counts as getting back across. So, these guys are ruthless when they take someone down. The only way is to stop them completely so they don't move at all for, like, a couple of seconds. I don't know. It seems a bit arbitrary how long they have to be motionless. Or just pick them up and throw them out of the fucking court, which they do all the time as well. Oh, God. And I've seen ones where, like, a guy won't go fully down and then someone will come from in front of him because they want to stop him going forward. And they'll just, like bend him over in half and like i'm like you're gonna snap this guy's back <laughs> this is fucking awesome <laughs> but, yeah. yeah i gotta anyway, say that's kabaddi it's fucking sick and i recommend anyone go out there and look at some highlights and again telugu tigers our titans fuck yes they're my uh, they're my we'll boys def- we'll definitely put a link in the description for that you get mm. you get your best you guess your best kabate video ever kabaddi video yeah. and we'll put it in the description I might do one with the rules, make it a bit easier for people to follow. Because if you just watch it, you're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Which is kind of what I was like until I found some deep explanations of the rules. All right, cool. (laughs) Nice, nice spot. I'm I'm interested to, I'm excited to I definitely recommend go watching it. It's fucking, it's intense. All right. um, Okay, I think it's time to do Morgan's movie review. Morgan. 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 Morgan's movie review. Dodgeball 2004 stars Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller. Need I say any more? <laughs> the owner of Average Joe's Gym, Vince Vaughn, is losing business due to the corporate Globo Gym moving in across the street. In order to stay open, he, along with some employees and clients, enter a dodgeball competition. The evil owner of Globo Gym, played hilarious, hilariously by Ben Stiller, wants to crush his competitor and so creates his own dodgeball team made up of meatheads and juiced-up freaks. There are so many classic scenes in this movie, so many quotable lines and ridiculous scenes. My personal favourite is when Ben Stiller is explaining a tapestry depicting him wrestling a bull. He says... <laughs> That's me taking the bull by the horns. It's how I handle my business. It's a metaphor. Then he says, that actually happened, though. <laughs> as soon as you said dodgeball, I was picturing that. It's fucking great. It's the best thing. Yeah. I love uh, a bit uh, of Journey Loves Chachi, though, as well. It's really great. Uh, before I give this movie a 9 out of 10, I will say that I couldn't help but notice how many jokes would not have made it into the final cut today. Perhaps this is the issue that I was talking about previously, the death of Hollywood comedies since 2010. Mm. I don't think you have to be particularly edgy or offensive to be funny, but I think the need to avoid certain topics or certain jokes will inevitably stifle creators. It's sad to say, but I don't think dodgeball would be made today. 
but thankfully it was made 15 years ago and it will live on forever as a 9 out of 10 comedy, 9 out of 10. <laughs> like a pack of retards trying to fuck a doorknob. That is a fantastic cameo by Lance Armstrong in it, which I oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, that the other week. Yeah. Previously mentioned how embarrassing that is in hindsight. <laughs> At Fantastic. the time, he'd only won five Tour de France, so he's still going to win another two. But uh, yeah, no, uh, what a cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know. There's not much I can say about Dodgeball that um, isn't bleedingly obvious. It's just a fucking yeah, amazing it's movie. It's a must yeah. see. If you haven't seen it, yeah. you have to see it. You yeah. must watch it. Right Turn now. the podcast off now. Go watch it, <laughs> then come back. Come go back. watch. Go watch a Botashi clip, then go watch a Kabadi clip, yeah. and then watch Dutchball, and then come back. Yeah. Oh, All right. Thanks yeah, for coming no, back to us. <laughs> yes, for those who completed their mission, just in time for Brad's power rankings as well. Yes, smash this out. Brad's power rankings. Oh, we need boys. to get like a proper, um, like heavy metal singer to like mm. growl that. Listen, Brad I think I did a pretty good job. Uh, no, that's all right. <laughs> I don't think you can half tell it's me. Uh, <laughs> oh, is it you? <laughs> oh yeah, hey, I made it myself. Pretty good, eh? Wow. Well, I, mean, no, I thought me that on the was guitar as well. I thought it was professionally done. Mm. And uh, yeah, I played the guitar professionally. Just for anyone who's interested, that was me, studio recorded. Uh, <laughs> definitely not from like an open source free music place yeah uh, definitely not anyway. from freesound.org no i don't know what that place is what the fuck is that <laughs> um uh, this week's power rankings top five worst sports uh, yep good. good 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 i like it i like nice. it good list good list i was tossing up between choosing best and worst and then this end i decided i just best wanted isn't to be funny yeah i just wanted to be angry so i think can i just say before you get started yes so this is going to be controversial. Mm-hmm. I think that if Morgan or I were to write this list, yes, the worst, so number one, would be soccer. But I don't think you'll have soccer on your list. Ah, interesting. Interesting. You'd be right. right um, number five. <laughs> number five. <laughs> number five. Starting at five, working my own one. Lachlan, five no being the least worst, number one being the worst. Okay. That's fine. Well, I that's think nice. we've uh, established that. Probably don't need to explain yeah. it every episode. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you did get one. Like, every time, if I don't do it, you fucking do it. So, anyway, number five, <laughs> golf. Now, yep. I just want to start Ooh. off by saying golf is hella fun to play. Smacking the living shit out of balls at the driving range is also fucking awesome. Unfortunately, it's terrible in every other aspect. Watching it is about as interesting as watching grass grow. The spectators are shit. There's no chance of lethal injury. John Daly was golf's shining light, but he hasn't been relevant since 2006, and neither has golf. <laughs> so, that's why I dislike golf. I love playing it, though, so, you know. Happy Gilmore was a great movie, but yeah. it was so good because it was so implausible. Yes, exactly. You would just never see that in golf. Exactly. Golf it's just, sucks. It's fucking boring, and that's its fatal flaw. Anyway, number four. You on fast. Bowling. Bowling suffers, suffers the same fate. Yeah, bowling. Like, tempting bowling. <laughs> It suffers the same fatal flaw as golf does. It's great to play, god-awful to watch. Bowling alleys also always stink. They're loud, and the people who take it seriously are more likely to fuck their sister than she are. 
Yeah, I said it. You're all thinking the same thing, and you can thank me later. So, so Brad, they can spin the vol. It's impressive. They can spin well, their balls into their sister's mouth as well. But fuck. Well, hey, that's just like your opinion, man. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> it's right as well. It's my opinion. A lot of people's opinion. Everyone's just too PC to say it. Anyway, number three. I disagree strongly with this list. <laughs> All right, it's your choice, but you're wrong. Anything with a frisbee. Okay, I, I'm, <laughs> Firstly, I'm back on board. I'm back on board. Go. There he is. Firstly, I refuse to enable these fuckwits by calling it a flying disc. It's a frisbee. <laughs> you know it. I know it. And no amount of wordplay can legitimize your sport, which involves a dog's toy. Secondly, <laughs> the whole premise for frisbee games seems to be take a decent sport and replace the ball with a fucking frisbee. Presto, new sport. Wrong. You've just created a shitter version of an old sport played by less skilled people, usually called Kyle and Chad. <laughs> Take your fucking Chad? frisbee and shove it up your ass. I'm talking to you, Ultimate Frisbee and Frisbee Golf. All right. Frost. Right. Yeah. Number two. <laughs> tennis. Whoa. I wow. fucking hate tennis. I know lots of people love this sport, but fuck you. It's fun to play for about five minutes, and it's worse than golf to watch, which is really a feat in and of itself. I don't know where my irrational hate from tennis came from, it could be the monotonous repetition for hours upon hours, the lack of any real danger, or maybe it's just the cunts who enjoy this sport, but I cannot stand it. <laughs> Don't at me. I'm not interested in your opinion. Slappy stick paddle bonnet ball game can fuck right off. Brad, Brad what about all the Eastern European hotties? Some classy ladies playing. They are few and far between. Most of and them are over muscle, overly muscled, scary people. That's racist, like, Brad. Sharapova, Anna Kornikova. No. For every Anna Kornikova, there's 40 Serena Williams. So That's just- racist. Serena Williams is a brilliant, stunning fucking hero. Generation. Uh, uh, hero. I mean, oh, I'm, I'm also referring to how muscly is, because she is very muscly. It scares me. Um, yeah, luckily, unlike, unlike you, Lachlan, Brad and I are not into women who are muscly enough to beat us up. Yes. I know that's your thing. (laughs) You're weirder. Well, this is an excellent segue into number one. (laughs) Rolling on it. Yeah, number one. The female version of any good sport. (laughs) Now. Wait, now, now. Before you all go taking this the wrong way. Don't at me. I'm not saying women are terrible at everything or even terrible at sports. So slow your fucking roll. But this needs to be said. Why in the fuck would I pay money or take time out of my day to watch a shitter version of something else? I wouldn't. Now, women, hear me out. You're all goddesses, and there are plenty of things you're better than men at, but you have to concede when it comes to the big sports, basketball, football, ice hockey, soccer, cricket, etc., men are just better. Time is a resource, and if you're not first, you're last, ladies. The same reason I don't watch the VFL or the AHL versus the AFL or the NHL. I want the best bang for my buck and you don't make the grade. That being said, if you don't care, uh, I mean, I don't care that you play the sports. Just don't expect the same pay or viewership unless you're the best. <coughs> I'm out. That's it. That's my <laughs> Brad's views do not necessarily represent the views of Brad as a bad person. <laughs> mm, yes, they do. It's quite topical, Brad, after the whole um, the World Cup uh, incident with the American female soccer team. You know, yeah, they, it's actually, a, it's they actually get paid more than the men do. Well, they get paid more than the American men, but they don't get paid more than the 
FIFA World Cup's male soccer winning team. Which, of course you know, they don't. It's, it's completely different. Issue. It's, a, it's, it's a, an economics issue. <laughs> I'm just saying that when it, when it like, for, well, let's just take the AFLW for example. Why would I a, a ticket to the AFL costs way too much? Why would I go see an AFLW team and then an AFL team? Like when I've got the choice, I'm going to spend my money on the more entertaining, better sport. It's I am upset that. that they changed it from the women's AFL to the AFL women's because now you can't call it the waffle anymore. <laughs> yeah, because they already had a Wasn't that because, yeah, isn't it the Western Australian football? Well, yeah, they already had a waffle. That's why they couldn't call it that. Yeah, well, get that shit out of here. By the way, I don't appreciate um, you shitting on the AHL. The AHL is fucking awesome. Yeah, but I wouldn't pay, like, for example, NHL Live or whatever. I wouldn't pay for an AHL Live, which is going to cost me 180 bucks a year, would I? I wouldn't. I'd hear hey, about the AHL. Might. It's pretty good. Yeah. But I'm- yeah, but Brad, Brad's point stands though. Mm. Like, if there are if there are ten different ice hockey leagues, you're gonna watch the best of yeah, the best. Well, you're not yeah. gonna watch the tenth best or the ninth best. Yeah. Or if you're watching the ninth best, why wouldn't you watch the eighth best instead of the ninth best? Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. and it has yeah. nothing to do with necessarily them being women. It's like if I was watching gymnastics, I'd prefer to watch the women because I think they're better at it. But that's. I just like and the best sexier at it. <laughs> that is also fucking very true. <laughs> well, that's up for um, debate. Although, actually, I shouldn't say that because half of them are like fucking twelve or whatever. These Chinese <laughs> ladies are like. Well, they say they're twelve, but they're actually like thirty-six. So. <laughs> yeah, but they haven't hit puberty yet, so it's the same thing. <laughs> oh god! No, you know what I mean? There's plenty of sports where women are, you know, the best at that particular sport. But it's just with the big ones like cricket and that. They're they're trying to demand a. Uh, you know, like the same wages and stuff like that. So, no, you don't attract that kind of money to the game. Well, why the fuck would they pay it's you? It's just purely a supply and demand issue. Yeah, There's exactly. No, it's just if you're not getting the viewership and you're not getting the ticket sales, then you're not getting the same amount. It's yeah, the same like there's. There's an ice hockey league here in Australia, but nobody watches it. Yeah. So it's not like the ice hockey players are bad or that they're not deserving of being paid. It's just that there's no money. Where's the money coming yeah. from? And the, I mean, they don't deserve to be paid as much as the NHL players, which would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? Yeah, because they're not playing at the same skill level. I mean, I, I we've gone and seen the games, but that's because it's the best that we've got here. If they were playing those games versus NHL games in Australia, I'll tell you which one I'd be going to. Yeah, if the yeah. Rangers are playing, yeah. you'd see them first. Yeah, um, that's clearly what it is. So, yeah. Anyway, don't fuck it prefer, I, I actually prefer to watch women's tennis over men's tennis because, you know, some of the women are quite attractive, number one. And <laughs> number two, the men's tennis is like you serve and you win the game. You serve and you win the game. Whereas the women's is much more like, you know, Back it can forth. actually be a bit of... Yeah, rallying and stuff like that. Like, if someone's down by three games, it's not set over. It's, you know... Whereas in the men's, it's just like, oh, you can't break back twice. It's just, you know, it's too much, too rigid, the men's. I don't like it. Well, I mean, I'd rather take a load in the face and watch either, so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, tennis does suck, but it, the women's tennis sucks slightly. <laughs> That's what you say. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my power. I've never really considered bowling a sport. I'd say it's more of a game. <laughs> Activity. <laughs> well, it's as much of a sport as fucking golf, so. It's therapy. Yeah. Bowling is uh, therapy. Again, golf and bowling, they both have the same fatal flaw, which is that they're fun to play, terrible to watch. Clears the head. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, that was good, Brad. Good yeah. job. Thank you. All right. Do you want to take us out, Loggy? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. 
Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to Brad is a Bad <laughs> Person. Go. Customer service voice activated. We very much appreciate your listenership, and we really hope that you come back for our next episode. Please rate and review us on iTunes. That would really, really help us out. Get us in front of more... I was going to say get us in front of more uh, e- eyes, but uh, it'll get us adjacent to more ears instead. <laughs> Fuck no. uh, you can visit bradisabadperson.com. You'll find everywhere you can listen to us, everywhere you can subscribe. you find links to all our social media. That is Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Follow us on there. Leave us some comments. Leave us, uh, Give us some likes, some thumbs up. Uh, what is it? It's Love Heart on Instagram. Click one of them. You know, just, uh, <laughs> just get involved. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening. We appreciate it. Love you.